the all-star app, the number one app in the business, UFC, Bellator, One Championship, PFL, and more. Get the app right now. Link in description. Man, did you see this video Chael Sonnen made? Uh, like, I think it was the beginning of October. He was saying that um, you're, you weren't going to fight Darren Till. He was, like, predicting this. And he said you were going to fight Bo Nickel at UFC 282. Did you see that? Yeah, I saw that. I thought that was pretty weird. I was like, well, I mean, I don't want to fight Bo Nickel. That makes no sense. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, had, I had this top 10 opponent. I don't want to fight Bo Nickel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was like, Chael Sonnen is a funny guy, right? Like, he'll put well, out I mean, some... That there's a reason there's a, a platform for betting exactly the opposite of the, what he says. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, in the world of MMA, man, I know you're you're in South Africa and, and that's your home and you've been out there for all of your camps and, and you're kind of isolated from everything. You know, the world of MMA, it's kind of it's kind of wacky like that, right? There's always false rumors flying around. Do you feel like being there, it kind of isolates you from all of that weirdness? <clears throat> Well, I guess in a, in a sense, definitely. I think uh, there's a, in a sense that we don't get too uh, wrapped up in all the what ifs, what can happen, all the rumors that's happening. This guy's injured, this guy's saying this and that. And so, I mean, for us, I'm over here, we're doing our thing, we, we're working, we're trying to, to get as good as we possibly can for, for the next fight and, and climb that ladder. And it's been working absolutely amazing thus far. I think it's good for like your your mind state as well you know because over in like the states you know you you hear a lot of rumors especially going to different gyms you know especially las vegas you were there in the past you know you probably ran yeah. into so many different fighters and you get to hear things that you don't see in the media and uh yeah it probably for your for your mind state it's probably pre better to be there yeah absolutely and uh, another thing is uh, i mean this is this is my home this is my country i'm a thousand six hundred meters above sea level so that always helps going anywhere in the world. People come do uh, Tour de France, riders come to train in South Africa to get that altitude training in. So, I mean, I have that advantage. And of course, a big thing that I always say is, I know I get, I don't know, I wouldn't call it criticism. I get a lot of comments by commentators, uh, UFC, people that watch UFC about my awkward style. And I, uh, when I look at it, I don't see it's that awkward, but I've, I've accepted the fact because everybody can't be wrong. But, you know, I always attribute it to the fact that if you look at how uh, the Russian guys fight, like the Russian fighting style, if you look at Khabib, Islam, Makachev, uh, all those guys have a, have a similar style. Some are just better than others. Then you look at the Americans, the way they wrestle, the way they strike. If you get your American strikers, the American wrestlers, the guys that mix it up pretty well. And uh, then you get your Brazilian guys, your uh, wrestling, grappling, striking. It's all... It's in a way similar. You get guys that are better at it, guys that uh, are not so good at it, but it's all a similar style. And I believe we here in South Africa have exactly that. We have a, a style, especially in my gym, being um, a gym that's delivered to UFC fighters right now. Uh, Cameron Simon, my teammate, making his, his debut too. If you look at the way we fight, it's a very similar style to each other, but a very, very awkward and a very unique style if you look at it uh, uh, comparing it to the rest of the world or a Russian fighter or an American fighter or a Brazilian fighter. So I think that's something that that's really helps me because even though it might look awkward, it looks, it's our style and it's something that's very hard to figure out and something that I believe the fight world has not yet even attempted to figure out because 
I mean, what is this? It just looks like a, a sloppy style. Where is it? That's what we are training. That's what we want to go do. And there's throw something at you that you've never seen before. Do you guys have a name for it? The style that you guys have? We do not have a name for it, but I mean, uh, CIT MMA, uh, I mean, it's a small gym, uh, not so small anymore, but it's a, we're a small town here in South Africa. Nobody ever really knew about us right up until, uh, you know, getting, getting some success in the UFC. And now the style is being talked about. And that's, that's awesome to see because it's something we've been uh, trying to perfect, something we try, we make changes on. So I, I believe our coach, Monet Fisser, and our team, we've been really trying to uh, build a style that is effective for MMA. So we don't have striking, we don't have wrestling, we don't have grappling, we have MMA as a style. And I think that's what our style uh, entails. If you ask me what I prefer, striking, wrestling, or grappling, I honestly can't tell you because the way we fight, we just, you have to be ready for anything in an MMA fight. So I think we, that's something that we've gotten right very, very good. Something that, even though we are in South Africa, that would be considered behind the rest of the world. I think our style is so purely MMA that it gives us a certain advantage. Your style kind of reminds me of uh, not the styles are not similar, but when like Leota Machida came onto the scene. Remember yes, when he came onto the absolutely. scene? Everybody's like, like they're trying to figure it out, right? They're like, well, how do we fight this guy? You know what I mean? Like, how do we figure this guy out? And and uh, and it's kind of like what you're going through right now. It's like you're absolutely. going through the division. You had first two, you know, you had finishes in your first two fights. Your third fight against uh, Brad Tavares was a insane war. How was it fighting him, man? Like, cause he's so tough that you could punch him like fifteen times, three three punch combos, kicks, all that, and he's not gonna go away. Like, what was in your mind during that fight? So me and Brad, we fought on the same card, the Connor Poirier three card. I think it's two fifty six in October of twenty twenty one, and uh, he was the fight against Mario Akhmedov, uh, and I was in the changing room getting ready to fight, and I saw him fight, and I remember watching him like just being a fan and, and obviously studying type of everybody that I might fight in the future. And Brad Tavoy is one of those guys, even when he fought the champ, is he? You can beat him up all you want. It's just not going away. And <clears throat> obviously knowing that you don't want to go fight a guy at his strength. So the fight for me to go fight him first round, you can see I almost took on a different style to, to figure this guy out, see what he's like. He's a counter striker. Everybody knows that he's a very good counter striker. He has great takedown defense. And Fighting him in that first round, it was trying to figure out what he what he does. Throwing some stuff at him, throwing the takedown, the clinch at him, even though that wasn't the plan at all. But quickly in the fight, I realized, as I kicked his leg, I realized this man has been around the block. He could, like, I could immediately feel the difference. Firstly, when I made my UFC debut between the UFC and the rest of the uh, leagues that I fight in, got a little bit used to that and, and proved myself then fighting a guy in the top 15, a guy that has over 20 professional fights in the UFC, Guys, he's a guy who's faced the top of the top of the division. And I could immediately feel that. And I wouldn't say it was pressure. I just, we had a, a different game plan for him because his style in a way is a lot like mine where it's almost like a grinding style. Let's see who's the toughest. And uh, he wants you to come forward. He wants you to come forward so he can counter you. And after the first round, I realized, listen, this guy is a counter punch and he's really, really good at it. He's been doing it for years. So me going forward at a 50% rate, trying to stay calm and not throwing all the power at him, definitely had him in an advantage where he could take a punch to give one. And that's the way he fights. Or he could slip the punch. And that's why in the second round, 
we had to make changes in the fight saying, listen, this guy is a counter puncher. Every strike I throw, he needs to be, he, he can't have the opportunity to counter me. And I mean, I mean, you watch that fight. First round, he definitely won and we made some changes in the corner. Second round, third round. In the third round, I started really uh, teeing off. The second round, he came out with the confidence. He still had that belief that, listen, I got this guy. We made the changes, landed some hard punches and I threw the strikes in a way that he had to defend. He couldn't think about the counter. He had to defend it. That's why all the punches were with full maximum power. Because if you throw the punches like that, you can't just block them to counter them. You have to really block them. And the third round, that started paying off. Because then it almost, I almost played right into his field of, let's see who's the toughest. Let's, let's make this a dog fight. And uh, I realized I'm in one of those fights right now. And now I have to beat this guy in his own game. And I just had to make sure I do that. Yeah, it seems like a lot of the guys that have a lot of success in the UFC, they start off with, with quick finishes and then they have this dogfight. You know what I mean? A back and forth war. And then that kind of proves to everybody in the division, this dude is serious. You know what I mean? Because when you see guys that just knock off guys real quick at boy after one after another, they hit that uh, like a glass ceiling. You Have you noticed that sometimes with some of the Yeah, players? absolutely. You get you get these guys that uh, they fight guys and they just get quick finishes. But as soon as the they fight the higher level opponents, the top 15 guys, they are used to that. They're used to that storm. They have the, the first day experience and they've they've been in there with some, some badass dudes. So they get in there and once it doesn't go their way quickly, they almost shell up and be like, okay, this is not going my way. And they almost back down a little. Whereas I've been in a, in a few wars. I've been in a few wars and you know, I, I always say I'm a very opportunistic fighter. I go out there and I, I fight. The first opportunity I get to finish, I will take it. Because you don't know in a fight, you know, especially at this level, are you going to get another opportunity to finish this fight? So, yes, I always go to chase that finish, but also try to be um, smart and, 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 you know, keep, keep your wits about when, you, when you're uh, approaching a fight like that. So, Brad, in that third round, I could see he was a bit paced. I, I caught him with the big punches. He was tired. Um, me also, I was tired, but I just knew I had more than enough to go to see it through the end. And that third run, I really tried to get him out of there. But that's exactly like you said. You know, you get a lot of guys that get these quick finishes, but as soon as the fight goes to the deep waters or it, it, it turns into a back and forth fight, they almost fade away. And I just wanted to make sure that that's not the case because uh, the way I fight, a lot of people said, listen, this guy has one, max two rounds in him. So when this fight came about, I mean, the plan was obviously not to go to a decision, but. As soon as I, I got the decision, I'm actually glad that it happened that way because it was my first decision of my career. And now people can see that if a fight goes to distance, I'll be there for the whole duration. Now, you know, that win leads to this opportunity in, at UFC 282 against Darren Till, your first former uh, title challenger, you know what I mean? A major figure in the division. But he's had mixed results lately, man. What do you think of the, the skill set that he possesses? And, and has he, have you seen an, uh, an evolution in him over the years? Um, well, Darren Till, you know, when he burst up onto the scene, I've, I've always been a massive fan, especially at Welterweight. He just came in with a bang. I mean, taking out uh, when, he, when, he, when his first big fight, Calvary Cerrone, doing it in spectacular fashion. His style was something very unique. He had that left hand, and uh, it's almost, you can see he was a big Welterweight, but then he made the transition to middleweight, as I did. I was a Welterweight too, but I took a year off to make the transition in a, doing it in the correct way, put on put on good weight and getting there still ripped, still in shape. Whereas I felt with Darren Till, once he actually moved to middleweight, the change for him was this is going to be easier now. 
now that he doesn't have to cut the weight anymore, now that he can eat a little bit better, he doesn't have to worry about the weight so much. And that's the wrong approach. Uh, going up the division doesn't mean it's easier. It actually has to be harder because now you have to put on the muscle to the the weight in a good way. You can't put on fat. You can't just go big and uh, think you're going to be uh, competing with the best in the world that are real middleweights, guys that have the muscle mass, the guys that have the weight, the guys that are at the strength to compete at that weight. And I think that's the mistake that, that Darren Till made. I think he saw the middleweight as now it's going to be easier because the weight cut's not that not, not that bad. And I think that's that was a little bit of a downfall for him because his first fight at middleweight, I think he fought uh, Calvin Gastelum as his first middleweight. Yeah. Yeah. And Calvin Gastelum is definitely not a middleweight, in, in my opinion. Calvin Gastelum, I know he said he he's a very small middleweight. I, I know he said that, listen, it's he, he enjoys eating, he enjoys his life, so he doesn't want to make that cut to Walter. And I mean, Calvin Gastelum is a is a game fighter himself. That guy is a he's, he's a really really good fighter, and I think that gave Darren Till the almost a, a false confidence that this move to middleweight. See, I told you now I'm bigger and stronger, but he fought a very small middleweight who's also actually a welterweight. And then he started fighting the big boys at, at middleweight, and things started to go uh, a little south. You know, fighting even a guy like Robert Whitaker, he's not a massive middleweight, I think. Uh, he looks a little bit shorter, even if you look at uh, his size against Darren Till. Darren Till is a big guy. I just think the way he approached going to middleweight, he didn't put on the the, the good weight. If you know, I mean, we saw him in his last few fights, definitely not in shape, not the shape that we know Darren Till to be in. Um, he cast out quickly. He got overpowered. In the... So, I mean, but it's almost like he's been in an up and down in his career. Uh, obviously no easy fights for him you have to say that too yeah yeah definitely no easy fights for him do you feel like that could have been a reason like behind him being injured a lot throughout the last couple of years well i think the big thing with these injuries is i think it's a reoccurring injury i think uh, uh watching his tape he's had injuries uh similar injuries uh knee injuries on uh, on the same knee since fighting back in his welterweight days so i think that is a uh, a, a reoccurring injury that maybe in the beginning when he got injured, maybe his rehab wasn't on point. I'm not. I'm not sure. You know, this is a fight game. It's such yeah. a hard sport. You know, yeah. you get injured in training so often. People always think it's the fights that injure you. It's not really the fights. It's the training that injures you. You just saw with Dillashaw, he had a training injury coming in. So yes, he got injured in the fight too. But it's it's all about what you do outside the cage that counts inside the cage. You know, making sure uh, injuries are managed properly. Making sure that um, you know, you look after yourself, your body. I mean, that's that's how you make a living in the sport is looking after your body. You know, recovery and, and uh, making sure your body is healthy is, is even more important than training hard. You know, a lot of people look at Till and, and look at his confidence. You know, maybe it might be fading with the losses. You know, you're a very confident fighter. Is that something you've always had in you or did you build that up throughout the years? I think I've always been a, a confident fighter. I made my debut at 19 and obviously uh, being a kid in a big man's sport, uh, the, the butterfly is always there, the stress is always there, you know, that nerves. But I always feel that. I, feel, I still feel that like when I walk out there, I'm making my debut. I feel the same. I just learned to deal with it. But the confidence for me, it's not a, it's not a confidence of how much, like I'm superior to you as an opponent. Never. That's not where my confidence comes from. Because I think that's what a lot of guys do. They get this confidence against a certain opponent. I don't put a face on my opponent. I don't care who I fight. 
for me, it's about I know what I put in. I know what I have been putting in for the past 10 years. I know um, I know exactly what I've been through in my fight camp. And I know exactly what I bring to the table. And I can take a punch and I can give a punch. I know wherever the fight goes. And that's where my confidence comes from in my preparation. My confidence is the preparation gives me the confidence. And that's why when I step in there, I'm extremely confident that I've done whatever I could to, to, to be here. I've done the hard yards. Now it's all about going out there and, and doing, doing what you have to do and, and fighting. You mentioned earlier about you know you taking a year off to, to put on the weight, to put on the muscle so you could build yourself into a, a, a solid middleweight. Was that the toughest obstacle you faced throughout your career, you know, outside of the cage? Oh, I mean, I've, 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 I've dealt with some, some injuries. I've dealt with the uh, uh, shoulder operation when I was supposed to fight um, uh, Andre Munez. Uh, that, was, that was about my first week of camp. Uh, I've, had, uh, I've, had some, I've had some bad injuries as well. Nothing that uh, all my injuries, I've made sure that it's something I believe in the science of, of rehabilitating an injury 100% before. Uh, it's not about just getting in there as quick as possible. It's getting in there healthy and, and fit. And it doesn't help you you fix it halfway or 80% and it's a reoccurring injury because I think that's what Darren's been struggling with is reoccurring injuries, not injuries that happen. Now this is injured now. I think it's reoccurring injuries. So I think, um, yes, uh, I took my first and only loss as a welterweight and uh, the cut was just grueling for that fight. And we just made the decision that the cut is not worth it anymore. And I didn't want to be a welterweight fighting at middleweight. I want to be a middleweight fighting at middleweight. And that's why we took the time. And it was a, it was a big decision. It's a hard decision staying out of, out of the competition for a year. And especially when you're young. But uh, it was definitely the right decision because now I'm a middleweight. I'm a big middleweight. And I'm a middleweight that competes with middleweights. I'm not a welterweight that competes with middleweights. And I think that was one of the smartest choices I've ever made. Yeah, no doubt, man. And, you know, are you are you going to split your camp, you know, like when you get closer to, to the date to fighting? Like since you're fighting in the States, it, it is a pretty long flight. Yeah, I mean, it's a long flight. It's it's not ideal, but uh, we make sure we come in early enough. So we try to be there uh, at least 10 days before the fight. So I'll be doing my camp here and 10 days before the fight, we'll be uh, we'll be uh, um, sitting down in, in Vegas and, and do our training camp over there in Vegas. My team's coming with me and we'll do the camp over there for the last 10 days leading up to the fight. It's always good to have the boys with you, right? The team. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, the, the people you know, the people that, uh, yeah. that know how you fight, well, they know exactly what I can do. What, you know, I've only had one team, uh, one home for my, my whole career. So yeah. my coaches, my teammates, everybody that's there with me knows me very well. And yes, it's a, uh, it's uh, a lot of people ask, oh, when are you going to make the move to the States? I don't believe I have to make the move to the States. I, I'm, I'm extremely happy with my team. My team brings out the best of me. And a lot of people say, yeah, but do you have the sparring partners? I do cross train at Sanford or uh, Killcliffe FC as well. I have a very good relationship with them. I've been doing uh, cross training there for f four years plus. And uh, so I go there for six, eight weeks. Uh, train over there, I have a great relationship and then for my camps, I come back to South Africa, like I said there's, uh, uh, I don't have the sparring partners, not the numbers, but you know, being the center of attention when it comes to the camp is, is something that uh, 
that that really helps me because everything revolves around me. The whole team puts the efforts in to make sure that I'm at the peak of my performance when fight night comes. I believe when they announce this whole card, you and Till will be the opener of the pay-per-view. Am I right about that? Yeah, I'm not 100% sure yet, but uh, it, it looks like it. Man, that's a crazy spot to be in, right? That's a beautiful oh, spot to be in. <laughs> my, my, my first pay-per-view uh, main card, I can't wait. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. what better opponent than Darren Till? He's probably one of the biggest names in the sport. Mm -hmm. Haven't been very active lately, and he's been on quite a skit, but, you know, it's still Darren Till at the end of the day. And, you know, he's done some in the sport as a young, young I have a lot of respect for him, but you know that's what they say: kill your heroes in flight. Definitely, man. The spotlight's gonna be on you. Like, what are you envisioning in this fight against Till, man? I feel like you guys are gonna go at it pretty tough from the start of the bell. Yeah, absolutely. I think Darren Till is an extremely uh, technical striker. I think uh, also he's been, um, you know, doing the camp. The camp that he, I mean, he's been training for more than a year, I believe, with mm -hmm. with Kamzat in Sweden. So I don't believe you become a wrestler in a year. There's no way. You know, you're not becoming a wrestler in two years. So, you know, that's not something that I expect from him. Just like with Brad Tavares, I, ex I expected him to have great takedown defense. But I didn't even expect a takedown. And, well, I didn't even consider him shooting for a takedown, looking at all his fight. Darren Till's not going to become a wrestler. Let's be honest, he's going to fight. Darren Till has a style, and I don't see him changing that style. I don't see him starting to fight more square with a, a lower base. He's going to fight his side stance. He's going to fight. He's not going to be switching on me. He's going to stay southpaw. They're always the southpaws. I've always i had more southpaw fights than, than conventional style fights, but I fight both ways. I don't even care anymore what my opponent fights. You know, he's a, he has his weapon. He has that left hand. He has his body kicks. He has the, the things that work for him, and, and he's really, really good at it. I just feel I have more weapons in the toolbox. I have more things that I can throw at him that, that can surprise him. When one thing doesn't work, I'll shift to the next. So uh, I think it's going to be a bang of a fight. Darren Till's always somebody that comes out with, with pressure. And uh, it's going to be amazing. And just to be um, competing, and not only competing, but putting on notice that, listen, there's a new top 10 kid in town. And I can't wait to put the whole division on notice. And you know, for Darren Till, I wish him the best of luck uh, leading up to the fight. I know he's been, uh, he's been having a hard time with injuries uh, throughout the past few years. And I really hope he makes it to the fight because I think we can deliver fireworks. And uh, like in all three of my previous fights, I'm going out there to put on a performance. People pay a lot of money to be there. People pay for tickets. People aren't there to see somebody win. People are there to see a show. And that's what I believe I always deliver. Definitely, man. December 10th, UFC 282 in Las Vegas. If you want to know more about the event, go into the descriptions and download the All-Star app. Drickus, thank you so much, man, for the time. This is, like you said, it's a banger, man. And I think Darren Till, he's training hard as hell. I've seen the videos of him in Phuket, so he's isolated himself. So let's 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 put on a show, for real. Good on him. Uh, uh, the best Darren better show up because uh, the best Darren will be needed to, to stand a chance in this fight. I'll be ready, and I know he'll be ready, and we'll be gonna, we're going to be stealing the show come December.